Hi everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the CADcast. I'm Mike Edwards alongside Josh Cazell, and today we are here with a guy who will just not stop hitting. He comes into the second half leading the West Coast League in batting by a mile at 442, and that, of course, is Frankie Neiman from Tulane. So, Frankie, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Yeah, it's great to be on here. Well, the first question we'll ask you is exactly that. What's been the secret to your success at the plate and just the fact that you've managed to start out hot and maintain it throughout the first half? Uh, I've just been trying to be uh, aggressive in every at-bat. I'm trying, looking to hit the ball hard, and uh, that's really all I can control. And luckily, I've been hitting in places where the, where the fielders haven't been, so uh, I've been getting on base a little bit more yeah. than usual. Well, yeah, that's one thing that, that we've... Uh, it's been apparent to us is your approach to the plate. It's not something where you're going up there looking to take huge swings. You just kind of have a short, simple approach where you get the barrel to the ball, and it's been working really well for you. So, when you were a kid growing up, did you have um, a particular influence on your your approaches to your at bats, or is that just something you've picked up on and learned as you played the game? Um, no, well, my dad was uh, my coach until about thirteen or fourteen, just about right when I started high school, and. Uh, he probably had the biggest impact on me, and um, yeah, I mean, he really just taught me everything I know about hitting, and uh, just kind of just keep it simple, don't try and do too much, that's usually uh, our philosophy, I guess. Mm -hmm. Nice, and before coming to the Harbor Cats this summer, you had a pretty big season as well at Tulane. You had a 321 average, of course, with 36 RBI in 47 games. And you nearly finished triple short of the cycle on two separate occasions, I noticed. So um, how did you kind of evaluate your sophomore season? Are there any kind of areas of your game that you're looking to improve on in your junior year? Um, the one thing I uh, wanted to try and uh, improve on here is uh, maybe hitting for a little bit more power. Um, uh, from the catching position, that's a little bit more what you look look for because uh, we're usually not the fastest. <laughs> and I'm, cer I'm certainly not uh, one of the fastest guys on the team. It's so, uh, defense, yeah. so yeah, hit, so hitting hitting singles doesn't uh, do do me as much good as uh, some of the faster guys on the team. Do. So uh, that's that's kind of been my goal. It hasn't I haven't had as much uh, extra base hit. Uh, as many extra assists as I'd like uh, mm -hmm. so far, but um, just being able to get as many hits has been a good, good accomplishment. Nice. So uh, we know about the, the very good baseball program that there is at Tulane. You've been there for two years now. So uh, how do you like being a part of the, the Green Wave baseball program and also just life in uh, New Orleans as a whole? Uh, it's, been, it's been awesome. Um, in, in high school, I actually really didn't know a whole lot about Tulane, and um, uh, one of my coaches approached me about uh, potentially uh, going there uh, out of high school, and once I looked more into it, uh, it turned out to be a, there was going to be a really good fit because I wanted to go somewhere that, that was uh, had good academics, a uh, good baseball program, and uh, just a good overall uh, culture in a, in a cool city. I mean, so yeah, totally New, cool. New Orleans checked off all those bo boxes for me, and um, yeah, it's been a blast. Yeah, for sure. You kind of talked about it there briefly. Um, we talked about before I recorded about how you grew up in Sanford, Florida, which is not far from Orlando. 
And um, so I guess you kind of mentioned it for like a bit, but like those deciding factors that were coming. Was it like one kind of like, was it like baseball, like the academics you're studying that like made you realize that that was like one specific reason why you wanted to commit there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was uh, always a, a high academic in high school, mm -hmm. so I wanted to go somewhere if, uh, I mean, everybody knows you can't, you can't play baseball forever, so right. um, if I was going to be four years down the road or 20 years down the road, I, I didn't know, so right. um, I just always wanted to have uh, some sort of, I guess, backup plan, if you will, but uh, Tulane is certainly uh, quite the backup plan that you, uh, you want to get. Well, given that you grew up in Florida and you play your college ball in Louisiana, you're pretty far away from home here this summer in the Pacific Northwest and here in Victoria. So, how do you like it here on the West Coast? Uh, it's definitely different, um, but yeah, I've had a, I've had a blast here in, uh, in Victoria. The city is absolutely beautiful. I've been able to uh, sightsee a little bit with my family and a girlfriend, and uh, it's, been, it's been a great city for summer ball. And your primary listed as a catcher, right? But you showed incredible versatility this year when you're playing like first base, you do a little DH, and kind of doing like a bunch of different things. And I guess like the first question I'll ask you there is like catcher the primary fish position you want to focus on, or um, is it yeah, just versatility kind of also important. To you? Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, catcher has always been my primary position. I yeah. love, love being behind the plate, but um, I know, especially in a in a 50, 50 plus game season, it's a little tough to be behind the plate every day. So, if uh, if I can keep my bat in the lineup and play first base, then yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do that. And I'm, it's uh, it's been pretty fun learning to play first base a little bit more here, and it's been uh, it's been it's been pretty awesome. How does your mindset kind of change from like? behind the plate when you're kind of like seeing everything in front of you and you're catching and like when you're first base the field or even like obviously when you're DH and you're on the bench like do you need separate mindsets when you're kind of in those different positions? Um, yeah, D, well DH is a little bit different because you're, you're just I guess sitting around a little bit more you're not as active in the game um, so I try I try and keep moving around as much as possible trying to keep my body loose uh, during the game and then for, first base uh, I guess you're moving around a little bit more um, than you are DHing, but um, still not, obviously not as much as catching. So right. it's kind of just like that in between. Um, but I've I've enjoyed playing first base and DHing this year. Well, when you are uh, behind the plate catching, obviously your relationship with the starting pitcher any given day is very important. Knowing what they like to throw in certain situations and getting to know what their strengths are. So obviously you've had a bunch of pitchers that you've never worked with before here in Victoria this summer. So how's that process been for you of getting to know some of the arms that you're catching and how comfortable back there are you uh, catching a lot of those guys here in, the, in this summer? Yeah, I think uh, as a catcher, that's probably one of the toughest things about summer ball is that you don't have a whole lot of time to really um, get to know any of the pitchers before we start playing games. So, um, and some, some of the guys, uh, have been the first time that I've caught him was right before the game. So um, that's definitely been uh, a little bit, a little bit of a learning process. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been interesting having to catch all of, all the different arms this year.
Yeah, now we kind of talked about a little bit earlier as well that your academics and your off-field work is like really something that I admire from you and like researching kind of like your stats and stuff and I noticed in high school you were named to the National Honor Society which the nationwide organization recognizes like leadership, scholarship and character along with being named like the American Athletic Academic Team and Tulane Group Club in 2017 18. And so, has this hard work on and off the field like, been instilled in you from a young age? And how have you been able to successfully manage kind of both the on field success and the off field success as well? Um, yeah, um, I'm, my, my parents always uh, wanted, to me, wanted me to be a uh, well rounded kid. Mm -hmm. and. Um, and academics was obviously one of the um, big things that they uh, pushed on me, and right. um, and then really just being a good person. Um, nice. That's that just kind of just goes, and um, you, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, yeah, no, it's something. Something I really admire. It's something that's nice, and something that's this dedication on the field is. Really special, I think. Yeah, but just being a good person mm -hmm. can go a long way, and just really any anything you do, it's not sure. it's not anything that's specific to baseball no. or any specific job. It really goes a long way in anything. Right, exactly. Well, uh, the last question we'll ask you here is uh, one of the things I'm sure that's at the back of your mind, and it's at the back of every college player's mind who's heading into their junior season, which is the upcoming 2020 MLB draft in 11 months or so. So take us through, how much do you kind of think about that, knowing that you're going into your junior year, you're trying to make a big impression for scouts, whoever's watching, um, and how much do you think about the, the draft kind of at the back of that, your mind, when you go out on the field? Um, I mean, obviously that's every baseball player's ultimate goal is to, is to get drafted and get the opportunity to play uh, professional baseball, but um, at the same time, I kind of have to stay where my feet are at the at this time, and right now it's playing for the Harbor Cats, and in a couple of months it's going to be playing for uh, Tulane. So right now I can really only control what I can control. So I'm just trying to kind of just make the best of everything and try and get better every day, and hopefully that'll pay off by the end of this year. Makes you have to stay in the moment, I like it. Yeah. You're riding the green wave in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, well, we'll certainly wish you the best of luck uh, coming uh, in college next in the fall. And I'm sure you'll keep on tearing the cover off the ball like you've been doing in the summer. So thanks, Frank, for taking time today. Really appreciate All right. it. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. And that's going to do it for us today on the CADcast. Make sure to watch out for new episodes every week on the Harborcast social media pages, where we'll talk to different players each episode to give you a chance to get to know your 2019 Harborcats. But for now, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.